Hey babe, welcome to the She Factor Podcast, a space where we believe empowered women empower women. We're here to inspire, encourage, and equip you to live your best life and find your purpose. Join me every week as we dish out real life tips and tricks on all things juicy, inspiring, and educational, but of course, never boring. I'm Tori Ganahl, a millennial woman on my own journey to She, and your host of the She Factor Podcast. Grab your favorite cocktail or Starbucks drink and settle in for real, raw, and hilarious conversations as we dive into what makes us as women unstoppable. I'm so excited to be here with Jamie today in LA. We're in the sunshine. I haven't seen the sun in so long, Um, but I'm so excited to have this conversation. Jamie has been guiding people as they navigate their way through dating and relationships for the last 18 years. Yes. And she also has an upcoming book, which I'm super excited to learn about and also hosts a radio show called Love Talk Live on LA Talk Radio. And like I said, I get the Wonderful pleasure of being here live in person with her. And I can't wait to dig into all things flame, which is what we refer to it as in She Factor world. Relationships, love, everything falls into that significant other. Um, But I'm just so excited to meet you in person and eager to dive into all things love, relationships, manifesting, everything. The first time we talked, we just, I think we could have talked forever. Yes, we could have. (laughs) We're feeling that right now too. And today we almost talked forever and then we realized we have to start. (laughs) Exactly. So it's perfect. Um, So before we get started asking you all the juicy questions, I want to give you the opportunity to tell us a little bit about your journey, your incredible journey so far. Um, And I know to start off, something you told me when we last talked that really stuck with me that I think just depicts it perfectly is that your name, Jamie, means I love in French. So that you're always kind of destined to do this and felt like this was your calling. So how did this all start? Like how did your passion for this spark and how have you gotten to where you are now? Thanks. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Yes. So happy to be here and to share my story and any type of inspirations I can, you know, any little nuggets of wisdom I can share. So yes, I popped out. My name is Jamie, spelled J-A-I-M-E, but in French, there would be an apostrophe after Mm -hmm. the A, and it means I love. It's pronounced j'aime in French. And it really didn't occur to me till I got older and really felt this fire inside of me as I was doing therapy, helping all different types of people. But I found that the people that came to me that were either single, wanted a relationship, or they were couples, or they were going through a breakup or divorce. My This fire, fire, flame, fire inside of me just lit me up. I was, I felt alive. And that is where we need to recognize, that's how we recognize what our passion truly is. So I was taking lots of all, you know, lots of different clients. And then I realized about maybe seven or eight years ago, that I wanted just to work with people with relationships. And it's not just romantic relationships, although that's my favorite, um, but also family relationships. And just to go back to where it really, really, really all began was my first psychology class in high school. I literally could not sleep at night because I was so excited. It was like it gave me the answers to everything in life. It's like you're figuring out the way your brain works and like, and you're other like this people, is me. <laughs> people, yeah. Why people are the way that they are. And it was so cool to me. So that's really when it really began. And then I got my undergraduate degree in psychology and then I got my master's degree in social work and I just got a certificate in spiritual psychology. 
Amazing. Lots of good stuff. Yeah. And I know a lot of what you do and what we talked about is that core of spirituality and what that has to do with it too. So I'm really excited to dig into that and talk a little bit more about that. Um, so that was actually going to be my next question for you. Um, so we'll just dig, dig right into it. Um, so talk a little bit more about that spiritual aspect and what that has to do with everything you're doing. Um, especially why maybe you just did the certification. Like, why was that so important for you to do? So I like to live my life kind of jumping into things, not having any expectations. And I didn't know how it was going to change my life, but I knew it it was in a big way. And it really has. Basically, the program just reminds you, it doesn't teach you, it reminds you how to live from your authentic self. And in that authentic self, you know that you can do anything. You know, you you would you manifest your dreams, you make them happen. And so really what I've learned from there, which is so much, but how it's changed my work is that I go deeper. I get past what people are saying to really the heart and the soul. I help people to be able to access their soul, which is their authentic self, to live life from that place. Can I swear or just, okay. Yeah. Okay. no BS, <laughs> like no BS. You live your life in your integrity. You speak your truth. There's no time for, you know, because when we don't speak our truth, it's living in this, it's existing in this lower vibration and it's, we're not in the flow of everything that's supposed to happen into our, in our lives. So I help people to get empowered to know what it's life t- like to live from their authentic self. And something that I, that sparked me when you were talking about all this is your intuition. And I think that's something we talked a lot about before too, and how that has to come into play and maybe how to really get in touch with that. So, um, how do you help people find that? Yeah. So the good news is that we all have an intuition, <laughs> everybody on this earth. And you know what? Some, I always say that I have a strong intuition cause I'm a Pisces. Um, however, so we're all born, let's say, different levels of abilities to tap into it. Mm-hmm. However, we all have it, and it's just like a muscle. It's a matter of practicing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I say to my clients, just practice with anything little. Like you're at lunch, which which what should I order? You know, even something as little as that is really tapping into your intuition mm-hmm. because the ego might be saying, "Well, this one's healthier." Maybe like Julie's getting this sandwich. You know, so your intuition is really coming it just comes from you Mm -hmm. and it is what you want who you are what is best for you you know you are we are all the the experts of ourselves I love that I think that's so important to know and um it's funny I've been thinking about just this conversation and um the conversations I've had recently and something that's come up for me and it's been kind of like bugging me in the back of my mind is I've always been like the relationship girl. Like I've been a serial dater and it's worked out somewhat well for me. Like I'm in a really good place right now, but you know, for people who might not be in that space, um, you know, this loving yourself and having that relationship with yourself, like, do you ever run into situations where your clients where it's like maybe not having like a significant other is better for them in their life or what that looks like? I wouldn't say like life sentence wise, you know, like (laughs) not forever. Yeah. But yes, it depends. If someone has been dating, 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 not taking any time for themselves, 
basically living their lives according to the new guy that comes mm-hmm. along. You know, I'm going to form into, in my book, I don't want to give too much away, but talk about the chameleon, you know, the persona that they just kind of go into whatever this guy is like. Mm-hmm. And so they don't really know themselves. So if someone's like that, then I would say it really is good to take time to love yourself. And when I first bring up that concept with people, they think, well, that's A, that's easy, but B, I are, of course I love myself. But I'm not talking about just loving yourself lightly, you know, <laughs> really like taking away any type of judgment of yourself, forgiving yourself for, and forgiving others and also going back and owning things, you know, mm-hmm. like if you can't move on with your life because you are angry at somebody, I help people to turn that around to own it and to actually realize that you're, you're really angry at yourself because mm. it's all a projection. Yeah. So loving yourself, knowing your worth. A lot of people walk around with these negative stories in their minds and they're not even aware of it. So somebody who's a serial dater, getting back to what we were saying, they might be walking around not even knowing their worth because they don't know their worth. They're not even knowing that they deserve love or they're capable of love because mm-hmm. they're going from one thing to the next to the next and they've never really stopped to realize what they're worth. I have a client who recently, I asked him, it's, it's a guy, I asked, I know you guys work a lot with women. Yeah. Um, but oh, when men can be vulnerable, it's so beautiful. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I love it. I can only imagine. So I asked this guy, you know, he's starting to get on the apps Oh, and by the way, any girls out there, this is a, an amazing catch. Like, I want to fix this. He's my client, but I want to fix him up. He's so amazing. Anyhow, so I asked him to make a list of, just very simple, what, what do you have to offer? And it was really hard for him. Oh. And it took me saying, okay, and what else? And what else? And what else? And let's, let's go inside, go deeper. What else? What do you have to offer? And by the end, we had a list of, 20 somewhere you know outside personality stuff but like somewhere you know he's he really cares and he he's sensitive you know just things like that because until you realize what you have to offer how can anybody really manifest yeah I mean how can you even expect to meet somebody that will fit that mold if you don't even know what that mold is exactly right that kind of the concept here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, also with manifesting, you need to be clear on what you want and what you don't want so that you can even manifest instead of like just throwing it into the universe like, I want a tall, dark and handsome man who's going to sweep <laughs> me off my feet and take me to Paris. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. You need to be very clear about, I would say like, think of three non-negotiables. You know, like, he needs to be trustworthy. Mm-hmm. He needs to have be a fun person. And he needs to be intelligent, whatever it is. Yeah, my, my mom, it's so funny thinking back to when she was raising me, you know, it was just her and I, and she was going through this process of trying to meet somebody. And um, she was such a strong believer in the list, the list of what do you want in a guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she learned 
She's like, you also have to be very specific about what you ask for. Because sometimes you put the list out there and you get exactly what you want. And you forgot a couple things. <laughs> yes. Or you weren't specific about what you didn't want. Yes. It's so important. Yes. But I think that's hard to learn until you've been through those relationships and you learn exactly what you don't want or you I, look into that. I love that you're saying this. I have a really good example of this. And it's a client who... She had dated some guys in the past that were too much like her. They were very like they needed to she was very outgoing. They needed to be the center of attention. So she decided her next boyfriend, she didn't know if it was going to be the husband or not, but the next guy, she just wanted a guy to just chill and be quiet and to sit next to her, be next to her side, you know, like and what she realized so she ended up marrying him. She found a nice guy. Oh, She's good. Like, she just needed a nice guy. She ended up marrying him, but then she didn't realize she forgot that she had she needed to enjoy his company when they were alone, not just at a dinner Outward. party. You know, because at the dinner party she could shine, but then alone she had to actually enjoy his company. And she forgot to put it out there that maybe she, it's important to laugh together, it's important to have fun. So there were a lot of things that she. It's exactly kind of what yeah. your mom was saying that she didn't really get clear on. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about manifesting? Because I yes. just feel like I'm in this place and maybe this just isn't me, but I actually was just talking to somebody else on the podcast um, this last week about this as well. And I totally get the whole like put something out in the universe, the power of positivity, the power of putting that out there. But I feel like I'm really having trouble grasping the whole like – the whole concept, like how do you make it work? What can you do? Like, is it as simple as just making a list? Like, I feel like it's kind of like this buzzword right now and there's, yes. there's not a lot of like thorough understanding around it. Okay. Well, it's my favorite topic. <laughs> so one thing that you just said sparked something in, in me to talk about the fact that first of all, you need to believe it's going to happen. Like wholeheartedly. You have to be able to visualize it more than just a vision board. You need to not just feel that it's going to happen and like kind of know it's going to happen. You need to, with your whole body, mind, and soul and heart, see it. Mm -hmm. And and as you're walking around every day, see it. Think about it. One thing that I have clients do is set a, a place setting at your table. Wow. Next to you. Like, talk <laughs> Talk to your future husband, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you you really, truly have to believe it's going to happen because if you don't believe it, the universe doesn't understand that language. Mm -hmm. And which brings me to, I wanted to talk about fear. Mm -hmm. If you have fear that it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen because the universe gives us what we focus on. Mm. And so if we are focused on the fear it's, that it's not going to happen rather than it's going to happen, it's going to happen which I'm sure people have days of, yeah, maybe it will happen. But or it's like that, that creeping doubt. That heavy, yeah, the heavy fear that is always there. You need to say, fuck off, excuse me, <laughs> you know, fuck off. Bless, bless your soul. Thank you for showing up because I know that you're here. So I, I look at fear as our ego. Our ego is here just to protect us. Mm. The ego was born and invented to protect us from bears and fires, okay? <laughs> Not from the crazy things that are going in, out in our minds. So you need to just extinguish that fear. And I would say go from fear to faith. Go from fear to love. Mm -hmm. 
and be in that loving, you know, walk around and be love, exude love. So what like tangible things do you give your clients to like start going through that process of blocking out the fear, eliminating that, really owning that truth and going like, are there like little steps or tricks that you give your clients to start that process? Yes. And one of them is what I was just saying, walking around and just, it's almost like you can, you can talk to his soul, you know, hmm, what is, what is he doing today? You know, is he having lunch like I am? And literally you can start talking to him. And I feel like the more that you start connecting with that soul, the closer and closer you're going to get. But at the same time, you cannot have a timeline. You cannot have, it has to happen by this time. You know, you're, ideally you're in the flow. Mm -hmm. You're taking your life one day at a time. You're not planning. You, you had set the intention out there. You don't need to constantly like remind the universe of everything on that list. You set that intention free. And you also don't want to focus too much on it. Another thing that I actually help people with is something called an ideal scene. Okay, mm -hmm. this is different than a vision board. Okay. You take a piece of paper. In the middle of it, you make a heart. And in the middle of it, it says, I am. Mm -hmm. And then you make spokes. I'm like using my hands here. Like you guys it. can see it. But <laughs> Tori can see my hands. I can see it. Okay. So you make spokes of sentences. Oops. <laughs> All getting very graphical. Very, very visual. Uh, yes, very visual. So one sentence is, I am enjoying my life with a man who sees me for everything that I am and loves me regardless. You know, that's one sentence. Or another is, my man and I are enjoying a life of financial freedom. You know, just anything. And this can be very specific. And you make these lines, these sentences all around the heart. And I'm not kidding. These ideal scenes come true. That's so powerful. They're really amazing. Do. See, I think that's why it's hard for me to grasp this whole manifesting thing. Because it, it's like almost too good to be true. Like you put something out there and then it's like, okay. I mean, I do get the whole, like, you have to fully believe it. I yes. understand it. And I think that's the the hard thing. I'm such a person of doubt that I feel like I'm... Yeah, if you, have, if you have doubt, how like, the universe is, isn't going to really work with you mm -hmm. if you don't want to work with them. Another thing I want to mention is that we are all co-creators. You know, we're constantly, if you are open to the universe, mm -hmm. then the universe will work with you. So you have to, you, you need to be able to let it in and yeah. receive from the universe. I love that. That's a good And good also the, it. the more that you start doing these things, you're going to see it. if it's a license plate, that's kind of like a sign or just weird synchronicities that are happening in your life. And every time that happens, it's validation that you're on the right track. I completely believe in like all those little things. Like I completely believe the universe does give you signs and, and whatnot. Um, and and you can had, ask for signs. Yeah. I, I, I do believe in that too. I feel like I, um, I've had some weird like things happen throughout my life that it's totally obvious that that was a sign sent from the universe or that was someone communicating with me or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Um, this is kind of, I, I didn't ask you this question prior, so I'm interested to hear your answer, but like, do you believe in love at first sight or a soulmate? 
I, I definitely believe that, and there are different words for soulmates. Okay. What I do believe, and I'm Jewish, and there's a, there's a Jewish term called a basheret, basheret. And the concept is that there are two souls that are up in the universe, up, you know, up there. And when you come to this earth, they separate. And then they spend their lives trying to find each other. Trying to find each other. So to me, that is a soulmate. Somebody who you feel it in your bones, that familiarity, that feeling of home. You came to this earth to be together. And you see couples and it's obvious. Mm -hmm. So I 100% believe in that and I believe we all doesn't matter what religion you are you know yeah (laughs) we all it's our birthright to come to this earth to have that type of epic love and I'm actually making a documentary about couples who are in love to display that they exist that's amazing you asked the other you asked about soulmates and then the love at first sight so love at first sight so I love how I just, I just need to say, I love how like you just light up when you talk about this stuff. Like it's just a full light. I absolutely love it. I know. I am such a romantic, but I am a, I, I've studied love. So I'm not just like, oh my God, I'm romantic. Do you feel like that's made it less romantic for you? What? Like studying at all? No, not at all. <laughs> when I say study, I mean like I've lived, yeah. <laughs> experienced it and worked with clients that just, um, their emotions and, and I love emotions and just seeing it in life. So no, I actually haven't like studied statistics or not like well, that. Yeah, study. But you've like have a degree in all of these yes. studying emotions. When so. I say study, I mean experience. But you mean studying actually like studying. Okay. Experience. Whether it's mine or somebody mm-hmm. else's. So personally, I think, I believe that it takes at least six months to really get to know somebody. Mm-hmm. And that means spending a lot of time together, going to the grocery store, maybe going through hard times, talking about bills, whatever it is, to really get to know somebody. And that's like the minimum. So yes, there could be a couple that that meets they believe it's love at first sight and they get married three weeks later and they stay married forever. Like I am open to any type. I'm, mm-hmm. I do not judge. I just feel like, and when that works and they say, I just knew it in that moment. Yeah, that's validation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of, you can't truly, truly, truly know somebody in that first moment. It's, it's definitely an extreme attraction yeah. And a crush at the beginning. But I do love hearing stories about when people meet and then it's, they just know mm-hmm. and they get married. Yeah. My, my great grandmother and grandfather were, were very much that story, but I do feel like there's a small chance that uh, that actually does work for like, yeah. if everyone just married then each other, like the first night they met, it probably wouldn't work out very right. well. But that's what, th- that's what happened is they met each other at a party. Um, he was, in the military and she was planning the events when he was in town. They were going on their tour and they met that night. They got married that night and they were married for 65 years. They got married that night mm-hmm. and they're not alive anymore. Neither of them know, oh. but he passed away first and like they were still very, very happily married when he, when he passed Oh wow! and they had four kids and that my grandfather was one of them. And it's that it's just crazy to me that that worked out and that survived. But I also think that there's this, there's also hard work that goes into that. It's yes. not like they got married and it was perfect, you right. know? <laughs> no relationship 
is perfect. So how how do you um, – I like that you mentioned the timeline. How do you know when you're ready, like, for that next step or whether it be marriage or maybe it's not marriage for somebody, but, like, that next step? So you're saying this is a couple. They've been dating. How do you know? Like, say you found a person. You're really happy with them. Um, I guess, like – what do you what do you feel? What do you look for when you, or how do you know? So I have some questions and some concepts that I would bring up to a client or a friend or if they were mm-hmm. asking me this question. Um, honestly, the first thing that I would ask is, do you feel peace in your heart? Mm. <laughs> Which a lot of people don't pose questions like that. But really, to me, that's that's what authentic forever love feels like do you feel peace in your heart and that can mean different things for different people but I would ask that question and have them like ponder it and yeah think about it that's a huge ponder question you got to think about that yeah. one yeah <laughs> and it, it would for me it would be interesting as the detective that I I love I call myself a detective to see how quickly the person answers and kind of what they say along with the answer um, I also would I would ask them do you feel so a lot of couple, uh, the couples that I'm interviewing, they say that really there's nowhere else they'd rather be. There's no one else they'd rather be with. That is huge because a lot of people have had previous relationships and then they're comparing this current one to the previous one. And that's hard, you know, because in a lot of ways, maybe they would rather be with that ex before them that maybe they're still not over. So that's a big question to think about. Um, do you have fun together? Like fun. Do you have new experiences together? Do you really listen to each other? Are you intrigued by one another? Mm, I like that. You know, like mm-hmm. I just remember being on dates, certain dates, like this is how I knew that I liked the guy. Certain dates, if I was just really interested and I would ask him a lot of questions, I knew I liked him. And if I was just like, just, oh, my God, it hurt to ask a question. And I'm a nice person, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just didn't want to. I had no desire to, like, know anything from him. Um, so that's how I knew. So are you intrigued by the person? Do you want to know? Do you want to know each other? Like, do you want to know more about each other? And um, also your communication, which sounds cliche, but... I like to say, you know, I was saying before, like, do you really listen to each other? Do you Mm -hmm. really see each other? Do you validate what each other Mm -hmm. is saying? Do you feel heard and seen? And with that, like, how do you navigate knowing if the other person is going through all of that too, you know? Right. Just that communication. Like a third person (laughs) could definitely help get this all on the table. Um, Yeah, but this is, so what's coming to me is intuition. Mm -hmm. If... Sally comes to me and she feels like she might have all of that, but she's wondering, does Bob feel all of these things? Talk to Bob about it. Yeah. Bob, do you feel peace in your heart with me? <laughs> or call Jamie and we'll do a session. All yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. It, you just, know. it always amazes me. I mean, this is more like a movie situation when people propose and the other person's like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, do you not have that like, conversation? How like, how right. do you not feel that? But well, some people want it so much yeah. that they, they're like, I just want that ring. Here's the thing. Everybody always know. We all know the truth always. Mm-hmm. 
people are just aren't willing to see it or accept it. Yeah. Yeah. And then in that type of situation, they probably will get divorced or just be in an unhappy marriage because Bob's not happy. Yeah. Hmm. That's really interesting. I just ask, like, I feel like I've had all these questions for like my whole life. I'm like, wow, someone actually asked them to try to think if there's any other ones like that. I'm going to look, let me see if my notes, if I wrote anything down. Um, manifesting, we covered that. Um, for you, what does a successful, healthy relationship look like? Um, you know, from an outsider's perspective, like how do you know when your relationship is, is healthy and successful, but also like you found that person, how do you maintain that relationship and make, make sure that relationship continues to grow and thrive? I think those are two separate questions. So, okay. So the first <laughs> we'll tackle the first yeah. one, which is how do you know you're in a healthy relationship or what does a healthy relationship look like? Look like. Yeah. Well, actually a lot of the things that I was saying about peace in your heart, mm-hmm. communication, feeling joy, having fun, having new experiences, not just the same thing every day, knowing how, in quotes, to fight well, because I don't believe in like yelling fighting, but just how to have conversations. And like I said before, to really listen to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, it's really simple. That's the thing. People think that it's so complex. It's so hard yeah. to have a good... But when two people that are supposed to be together are together, they can get through anything. It's about that deep soul connection. I'm a firm believer in that. Just by the relationships in my life that I've seen play out and the things that I have not seen play out, I think going back to what we were talking about is, you know, the experiences you have that show you what you do want and what you don't want. Mm -hmm. I think the, the what you don't want is just as powerful in understanding like, what do I not need in this relationship and what is not working for me? Um, but I've seen a lot of, I mean, my parents got divorced when I was two. My grandparents have been married for more than 50 years. I think now like 55. And your great grandparents, And my great grandparents, yeah. Um, but my family has seen a lot of relationships and a lot of divorce. One thing I want to bring up is, because I was just writing this article about Valentine's Day and feeling lonely around Valentine's mm-hmm. Day and everything. And the concept of feeling lonely in a lot of ways, somebody who's in an unhappy relationship can feel a lot more lonely than a single person. Oh, yeah. So my my nugget of wisdom on that topic for any single people out there is just really wait until it feels right. Mm-hmm. Because that feeling of loneliness within a relationship is even worse than feeling lonely that you haven't gotten married yet. Yeah. I think it's like, I mean, yeah, you feel stuck, I'm sure. Yeah, it yeah, because you can't. Maybe this person is has not gone through the process of learning how to speak their voice, mm-hmm. which definitely I advise everybody to do because it's very important in life. Um, yeah, so they they're just kind of existing and feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. So then back to how do you maintain? So you have you found a person you're with. You believe deep down in your core that that's your person. How do you maintain and make sure that you're always feeding that relationship? Like what ways can you do that? Um, I guess, how do you, I, yeah. I might start crying. Okay. So there's, <laughs> I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking about my parents. They've been married for almost 49 wow. mar- years, I think. Um, there's a song. It's how do you keep the music playing? Mm. How do you keep the music playing? You've got a great voice. <laughs> Thank you. It's from a movie. I can't think of what the movie is. Um, 
oh, it's it might be James Ingram. It is so mm. beautiful because it that's what this is about. Like, how do you keep it going for all these years? And my parents have been my biggest model. Like, I'm pretty much making this documentary to show the world that because I'm f- finding more of them out Are there. You know, they might be. We'll see. <laughs> I would love them too, but we'll yeah, see. they're pretty private. Mm. Um, yeah, you know what? It's it's spending time together because everybody is so busy. But and it doesn't. I was gonna say date night. It doesn't have to be every Tuesday night. But spend have two date nights a week. And I know that there are kids and everything, but there are babysitters. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom said to me a long time ago. She said, um, you know, in order to like keep a relationship going, you need to spend time together, or else your kids go to college, and you're like, who are you? <laughs> so, and also, you don't have to have, you know, obviously vacations are wonderful. You don't have to have a million dollars. You can do staycations. You can do a day away. Just get someone to help and just enjoy your time together. Really spend time together. And I said before, new experiences. Mm. There's something that happens in the brain. Yeah. I'm thinking of my sister-in-law's parents. Um, she just said that they do this. It's like, where's the sweet though? Like every day, here's my coffee. Like, <laughs> very robotic. And and I th- I, my grandparents, um, I think we're like that also, you know, Mix it up. Mm-hmm. Mix it up. Have new experiences. Go experience new things. Um, but also, and this is another um, reference to my parents, um, and this is something that is consistent that hasn't changed. When you have a rapport with somebody and that history with somebody, it actually it helps also. Like, for instance, when my mom is mad at my dad, which happens 1% of the time ever, my dad, I don't know what it is. It's a certain song that he sings to her. Oh. And then she starts laughing. My heart. So <laughs> it's it's humor. Mm-hmm. It's not sweating the small stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a beautiful story. I love that. And they write each other like really good letters oh. like for random and Valentine's and birthdays and stuff like that. That's so cute and precious. I love that. Just really honor the other person. Yeah. Not in a pedestal way, you know, but just this mutual it's beyond respect it's it's like it's adoring Mm -hmm. it's can't get enough of you yeah I think something I've realized that um I mean that I never had in any other relationship that I now have in mine um and I like to think that this is the relationship well yeah hopefully you know (laughs) are you listening yeah that's what I was gonna say maybe I shouldn't say that on here but um you know it's easy because we are we're literally just best friends. I love that. Like we just have such incredible time together and we just like to be together and it's I I've been traveling a ton lately and I think that's definitely put a test to things of like is this as amazing as we think it is and it has mm. and it makes us want to go do more things together and you know build this life and uh, what we refer to as build an empire together. And it's painful for me to, you know, see my friends or my family in relationships where they don't have that. Mm. Like, it's not like that carefree, easy feeling. It's like something every day, you know, always struggling, always fighting. Um, and, and like, I, I, but I don't, I feel like you don't know it until you have it. So how do you yeah. help people who aren't? who well, don't have that. Right. Well, people just have to believe it exists and use models like you and other people that they see that 
so they know that it exists and they know it's there for them also. Mm-hmm. One thing you just brought up that is so important about kind of like how do you know also is do you miss the person? Yeah. I do you miss the person so when important. you're not with them? It's so funny. Somebody uh, at our event this weekend was like, does he just hate that you travel so much? I was like, you know, yes and no. Like distance makes the heart grow fonder, I believe. Um, not obviously a great thing to continue doing, like being Forever. apart, right. being, yeah. Um, but I think it makes you appreciate your time together so much more. And you are so much yes. more present with each other and you you really enjoy that time. And it's just an indication that you really love each other. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) It really is because if you didn't miss the person, that would be a problem. Yeah, that's so true. Um, So let's talk about your book. I want to talk about it a little bit more. And so tell us about it. What can people expect from it? Um, What are you exploring with it? Yeah, so my book, I'm keeping the title under wraps for now, um, but it is for women who want to manifest a man. Woohoo! Specifically for women who want to manifest a man. And one of the reasons specifically for that, you know, I didn't bring like guys in who want to manifest a guy, mm-hmm. is because I was talking to my editor because I was like, should we? And I think in this day and age, it's, you know, there's a lot of like, is it politically guilt, correct? But it's, yeah. Like, am I supposed to do that? But here, but the reality, she said, Jamie, you, um, so this is how I, this is what I was thinking. My stories are so girly. Like (laughs) I, I have my dating stories in there and really a guy, no matter what type of person he's looking for, he's not really going to relate to my dating stories that will be inspirational for women. Anyhow, so it's a mixture of my dating stories that everything, like a dating story, past relationship, what I learned from it and how it can help you and client stories. So case studies and there will be some personas that I I mentioned the chameleon, some Mm -hmm. different dating personas that you can identify and learn from and, and learn how to change. Uh, Essentially my book is about getting past your past getting past those stories that you've been telling yourself, maybe I'm not worthy, identifying all of that so that you can clear that out and Mm -hmm. really be clear on how to bring the man in. And it's a lot of forgiveness, surrendering, using your intuition, things that we've talked about. I think there's nothing more powerful than being able to just, and I've done a lot of work and training on this, with just everything that I've been through in my life, but there's nothing more powerful than just accepting that something happened to you. There's no story attached to it. It just happened. Yes. Being able to put that behind you and just say like, this is my way forward. It's so powerful. That is so beautiful. And it's easier said than done, but oh, it so is. so much easier said than done. <laughs> but that's the key to, that's freedom. It wouldn't be powerful if it wasn't. That is freedom. And in spirituality, because you you were kind of just bringing up this concept in spirituality where you can just be the observer of your life. Like, you can see something, oh, that happened, or this is happening now, even when you're in it, when you're in something. This is happening now. This is interesting. I'm just going to watch this, but I'm not going to get attached to it and make it heavy and everything. It's like we're all these characters in a play, and you're just kind of watching the play. And so that's inspirational to people, not only – choosing something from the past and accepting it, but even accepting 
what's going on now. Yeah. How, um, what advice you have? So, okay. Preface this question. Um, you know, the majority of our audience is mostly like twenties to thirties women. Um, I think this world right now is really hard to navigate when it comes to dating, just from like conversations I've had with people, like the technology behind it, like dating apps. I think that there's this, um, I've heard a lot of not guilt attached, but like, I don't have time to go like out and meet people naturally. So I do it this way. And then it's like, you have to go through this whole like, awkward process. I think it's just a really interesting time to be dating and the way it's evolved and changed. I mean, I remember when my mom was on match.com and that was like the new thing, you know, I met my husband on match. There you go. Um, it was before there were apps. Yeah. My uncle met my aunt on MySpace. Awesome. <laughs> Whoa, MySpace. Yeah, no. They're like music junkies. So it made sense. But like, how does one navigate all of that? Yeah. So I have, I have clients and they come to me and they say, you know what? I, I don't want to meet the guy on an app. I just want to meet him organically, like in a coffee shop. And what I say to them is if you have these, these rules about how you're going to meet your guy, that's not being in the flow with the universe. So first of all, just try every Avenue, Mm. but don't make yourself crazy. You know, like be on the apps and just regarding the whole, like, people don't have time thing, people have never had time. I yeah. mean, in spirituality, t- there is no time, okay? <laughs> but anyhow. There's no time any- anyways. Time does not exist. Yeah. But make it a priority. You know, if, if it is a priority, if you really want to find your person, make it a priority. And I feel like a lot of times it's a, def- it's a defense mechanism when people say, I don't have time. Totally. Or maybe they're not ready. I'm working too much. There's maybe it's the fear. They're scared mm-hmm. because maybe they were hurt before and they don't want to be hurt again. But being hurt is part of life. And all we can do is learn. Mm-hmm. Right? I, was, I was just having a conversation with one of our um, one of our employees. She has a 16-year-old daughter. She's like, oh, I just I'm dreading that first heartbreak. It's literally oh, always the worst. So hard. I don't it's think so there's hard. anything worse than like the first ever heartbreak. Yeah. And when you're younger, you're, I mean, this is a technical thing, like your hormones, your brain, things are not functioning as maturely and, and well as they do as when you get older, you're not Mm -hmm. able to rationalize and see the big picture as much. So yeah, when you're younger, it's a lot harder and you haven't had enough life experience to know that, oh, there's going to be another guy and you're going to fall in love. And if only you could just tell your 16 year old self, like it's okay. Right. <laughs> you know, do you know how many more guys there are going to oh, be after this? Seriously. I remember right before high school, I was sad about this guy and my mom's like, you're probably going to have seven boyfriends in high school. And it made me feel better. I was like, oh, okay. Bye. Many fish in the sea. Yeah, I think I got kind of a unique experience because I got to see my mom and my dad date so many people throughout my lifetime. So interesting. So I knew it. <laughs> it's like, I know. But I also, I also feel like because I watched that happen, I am very much more in tune with what I want out of a relationship. And I think that's why it's I've been able to settle into my relationship now so easily because I now have seen all of that play out and I know what I want and I know what I don't want. Mm-hmm. You know? That makes yeah. sense. And for for your age, I'm just so in 
impressed that, well, maybe it's, maybe it's all because you're saying you've had so many years of honing in on what you want, but, um, yeah, I mean, I just think it's wonderful that at your age, you've found the one. Thank you. I always, I always knew it would be early. Wow. Like I just had a feeling. Yeah. I don't know. So see, I was so skeptical at first and now it's all coming out of my mouth, like flowing. (laughs) Oh my God. We have a convert. Yeah. (laughs) But that's the thing, like learning about spirituality, like it's literally the opposite of my job. I have zero desire to, to try to, you know, make somebody believe what I believe. Mm -hmm. I believe what I believe because I've had validation after validation after validation. And I see. You see it play out. Yeah, I mean it's a no it's a no brainer. The what spiritual like the fact that there is so much more than what we see. And um it's just so beautiful. How does I'm so curious, how does your husband handle like you being in this position and with my job and yeah. everything? Um he's if that's not too personal of a no, question. Ask. Not at all. He he gets entertained by me. I think he <laughs> Cause we're so different. Like I love being in the spotlight, you know, he is, he's very proud of me for, I mean, I've been working so hard and he sees how much passion and the fire inside of me in the work that I do. Mm -hmm. And I just think that he, he gets impressed. Um, I think he gets inspired also by my drive and my heart. So yeah, he's, he's very proud of me. That's amazing. That's so awesome. Um, so what are the details of, of the book, the documentary? How can people engage with you, et cetera? Yeah. So you can go to my website at therelationshipexpert.com. And when you go to the website, there's a first thing that pops up is stay tuned for my book that's coming out. Um, and on my website, I have my blog. I have all of my radio shows listed. My previous shows, they go up every week. Um, just click on radio show. I am going to be getting a, like, I think I'm going to call it press or something soon that lists all of the articles, Mm -hmm. radio shows, news, TV, things that I've been on. Um, And then my radio show is live every Monday at 5 p.m., live L.A. time, and it's at L.A. Talk Radio. Another way to either see it live or to see old shows is to go to latalkradio.com or the L.A. Talk Radio app and just... Mm type in for the search, um, either my name, Jamie Bronstein, J-A-I-M-E, B-R-O-N-S-T-E-I-N, or Love Talk Live. And the documentary, I've been interviewing couples for over a year now. And so, you know, I say I said before, I'm just in the flow of things. I don't like planning things out. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling it will be completed in the next year or so, but I don't know. Those so, things take time. Yes. It's an animal of its own. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to take, it's going to take on a life of its own. And I believe when it's supposed to be complete, it will. Awesome. Well, you're doing such amazing work. Thank and, you. um, I think this topic is so important. I think it's something that it's interesting. And she factor, we were just running all these sessions this weekend and everyone avoided it. Like, no one wanted to talk about flame. I don't know why. Oh, wow. It was really interesting to me. Um, And I think even, like, we're going into this month of focusing on flame. And it's a tough one to talk about, I think, because it means so many different things to people. And people Mm -hmm. are in so 
so many different places. Like how do you meet them where they're at? Um, Especially in your 20s and 30s. But I think everything we talked about today can be relevant for any place in any of that. Mm. So thank you for your transparency and your honesty and your passion. I mean, literally, I wish I could just like take a picture of like record your face this whole entire time and how passionate you've been about it. Yes. Um, but I think it'll come through. So. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me. And my, my purpose of what I do is just really to inspire people and yeah, just, just to help people live their most beautiful, genuine, love-filled, peace-filled, joy-filled life. Us too. Ever. Solve all, all what she factors about. Create yes. the life you love. Make it make yes. it something you will look back and have no regrets and say, I did it. Oh, and I was going to say, oh. along with that, please don't hesitate to contact me. My email address is on my website. Please. I love helping people, if that wasn't clear. And feel free to follow me on Instagram. It's the relationship expert, but there's a little twist. It's not EX, it's just an X. So the relationship X, letter X, part. It's <laughs> hard to say when it's. Verbal. If you can't see, yeah. yeah. No, but it will but it'll the link be in the is notes. on my website. And it'll be in our notes. Um, also, I noticed this is a random side note that you have like a live chat feature yes. oh, good on your website. Yeah. That's really how, do, how does that work? Yeah. So that's awesome. I started it because I've. I know how hard it is to like take that step to start going to a therapist. You have to make the appointment. You have to actually like get in the car and you have to go and it's mm-hmm. just daunting. So I made it easy. So you can do it from the comfort of your own home and you just, it's pretty self-explanatory. You can either, if I'm online, it's clearly marked that I'm online mm-hmm. and I will respond right away. Or you can actually email me to set up an appointment for live chat. Oh, awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Well, everyone go check her out and can't wait for the book to come out and the documentary and just follow all the amazing things you do. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. Looking for more than a weekly dose of She Factor? Find us on social media at The She Factor or head to our website, thesheFactor.com to keep up to date with all the trends on our blog and daily She email. Still want more? Subscribe on our app for access to live events near you, special offers from our brand partners, and lots of exciting tools to help you launch your life. Thanks for listening and see you next week.